Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Many of us have heard the term holding your space and have a sense that it's important, but what does it really mean? Today we're discussing holding your space, what it means, why it's so important, the little known costs if you're unable to, and what's really happening on spirit level. So you can understand better how critical this is for your sense of well-being and to keep your frequency resonance rising. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's dive right in. So Karen, I think this is a topic that every single person can find useful. Mm -hmm. Let's start with how would you define holding your space? Yeah, you're right. It is a topic or a term that's thrown around a lot mm -hmm. and it probably means different things to different people. But when I'm speaking about it, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what it can look like. Okay, so that people understand what that means. And then I'll talk about what's happening on spirit level. Okay, So great. that I can define it that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what that could look like is that um, you are affected by someone else's emotion or overwhelm or um, stress or their sense of urgency. Okay, mm -hmm. so meaning that you're with, like you're feeling fine and then you're with someone and that starts to affect you. Uh -huh. Okay, or you wake up, you're feeling great but then you're looking at something on social media and something that somebody posts or something that someone emails you affects you and you don't feel good. It could mean that someone is um, trying to get you to do something and often does, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're trying to push them their agenda or whatever they want you to do on you and you often like feel like you have to do it because if you don't, then you'll be mean or um, not thoughtful or inconsiderate or selfish, so you do. Or it could also mean that you try to um, control others or circumstances or situations, mm -hmm. right? That also means that you're not holding space, okay? So all those are just like little examples of what that looks like on the physical, just so people get an idea okay. of what that means. But what's happening in all those situations on spirit level is similar. What it, What's happening is, so if you can imagine that sphere of that spirit body all around you at arm's length, right, that we've talked about often. Within that sphere, all the way through to your physical body, there really should be nothing other than you, your higher self, pure source. That's it, nothing else in the sphere. But in all those situations I just talked about, the frequencies of something external are pushing into your space, mm. okay? So they're influencing you and it can either push you off center or feel not good. Uh, in one of the examples I said, you control other. That's when you come out of your space and push yourself into someone else. Okay, so either way, whether it's something influencing you in a way that you don't like, or you're trying to control something or someone else, that's what I mean by not holding space, I meaning you're pushing into their space now. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I mean by holding space, and it can really derail us, because not only do we feel bad emotionally, 
but it really bogs us down because for a lot of us, and we did a whole episode on being nice and having people be in our space, but it's sort of like you start to take on their frequency resonance, which then starts to bog you down. Because often when, if you have the pattern where you allow people to come into your space like that, it can, it's likely that it's not just one person who does it. It's likely more and more people, and that causes your frequency resonance to really drop. It also is an indication that your spirit body is porous, so it's not tight, okay, holding that space for just self, meaning a really strong spirit body on spirit level, when I perceive it, is totally smooth, okay? It's almost like, it's like a really, like the smoothest glass you could ever perceive, but not even porous. It's just like hyper smooth, and it's thick, and it's very, 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 very bright. So it's almost like you would ping off of it, right? Like you were like, right, took a running start and went like running at it, you would just like bounce right off of it. Nice. Similar, right? Because it's so bright that it appears solid. For a lot of people, when they're not holding their space, their spirit body is porous. So things come right on in. It's like a cheesecloth, you know, or a yes. linen that's really like a loose weave and you can see right through it. It's kind of like that. So that is not great. So that's what I mean by holding your space. Okay. I'm, um, I'm having a little confusion with certain terms. Sure. So like um, we might have mentioned this before, but empath. Yeah. And holding your space and... Oh, there was something else, but can you just at least clarify between empath and yeah. holding your space and how that's Yeah. Different? So empaths actually have trouble often holding their space, which is why you're, you're kind of getting confused. Yeah. So empath to me means somebody who feels others really clearly, sometimes even more than they feel themselves. Yes. Okay. So people who are empathic actually often have trouble holding their space, meaning they start to feel others' feelings more and their, those frequencies that the other people are feeling or their emotions or their thoughts or their whatever they're experiencing or their negative distortions start to come into the space of the empath. Would, would that be um, why they are an empath? Because they're it not holding be. their space? It can be. It can be, okay. But it's often a combination, meaning okay. they're sensitive already. Okay. And, and they're also, also not holding their space. This porous. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I just want to clarify and say you can be empathic. So meaning you can be an empath and hold your space, but recognize that that person is out there. So meaning you can feel what they are feeling, but it doesn't internally affect you. Beautiful. It okay. doesn't make you feel worse, heavier, right. tired, yeah, whatever. Because with some people, you hang out with them and, and you're exhausted when you leave and yeah. they're energized. So exactly. That's one way. Okay. Yes, exactly. And... Um, what you're describing actually can also be what I call latching. Okay, and latching happens when you don't hold your space. So latching is like when, say there you are, okay, and um, someone else comes in with like an energetic hook and latches into the inside of your spirit body to draw from you things like your life force, your resonance, whatever it is. So you're just going like zzzz, right? Like, like a tank, fuel tank being drained. Yep. And they're feeling amped up because they're pulling from you what you have to make themselves feel better. Okay. So latching happens when we don't hold our space. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you can't latch onto somebody who's got, a, who's holding their space and has a strong spirit body because nowhere to go. There's nowhere to get in. Right. Nice. But if someone is not holding their space, it's easier to latch. Okay. So what you're describing is a sign of possible latching and also not holding your space and or not holding your space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It seems like I'm sure everyone can relate to one of those examples. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is super important. Um, before we get into what can people do, yeah. um, is there an easy way to recognize when it's happening? I guess yeah, just sure. becoming yeah. more aware yeah. in general. Yeah. Or, or yeah. what does it look like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, it can be like you feel exhausted. 
it can feel like you are like crankier or in a worse, like you were doing fine. Okay. And then all of, all of a sudden you were with this person or with a piece of media or hearing something and your frequency resonance drops, meaning you feel not good now. Okay. You're cranky, depleted, resentful, something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also, it could be that um, you feel like you're being extracted from or um, that um, you feel like um, resentful or like you're being pushed around. Okay, like you, you feel like you're being pushed around or like people always ask you to do the thing, to organize a thing for everyone, to clean up. They always ask you for help because you're always going to do it, mm. right? Because you can't hold your space, right? Because people, if they're holding your space, what that means is that you feel complete and whole within self. It doesn't mean you're unkind, by the way. It just means that you're aware of what you can give without being in a state of self-sacrifice. Okay, and we did this whole episode on the nice episode we talked about, People that nice spectrum. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where you go from kind into self-sacrifice. So when you're strong and holding your space, then you recognize, I can say yes to this, and it doesn't deplete me or make me feel resentful or extracted from. Or no, actually, I, I don't want to do this because I will feel one of those things at the end. Mm -hmm. Or I will give up time that I wanted to give to myself or to the people that I love or whatever to do this for this person because I can't I can't hold my space and say no. So it's also like an ability to hold boundary, right? Yep. And to be aware of what the cost is to you and whether you can give freely. Yeah. Not. It sounds like yeah. awareness is super key yeah. here, at yeah. least in recognizing when you are or are not and how, how to shift that. So yeah. awareness, awareness. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then also, you know, one of the examples I gave was, like I said, of people controlling another yeah. person or situation. So a lot of us do this out of love, right? We And it's modeled for us, right? So, uh, you know, if you feel like your mother should do something because it's really in her best interest. So it's like one thing, if somebody asks you for help, or if you say, can I share this? If they raise an issue and you say, can I share something that's worked for me? And they say, yes, and you share it, and then you're done. It's something else to like have an agenda and really like try to manipulate them, right? Because it's the best thing for you. Because obviously, you know what's right I for know. them. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, mm -hmm. So when you bleed into that, where it's really about you being uncomfortable not having them do something that is a contrary to what you would desire them to do, that is when you are now pushing into someone else. Okay. Yep. So you have to be really aware of that. Yeah. So I've noticed something. Of course, I often mention my daughter because that's a new thing for me. Yeah. Um, I'm more than a mother, but yeah. this is an example I'm bringing up. Um, my daughter Pepper is amazing at holding her space. So I did not pass that down to her, which is great. Um, it's actually phenomenal, like phenomenal to watch. Like if somebody wants to hold her and yeah. she doesn't want them to, she'll literally take their hand and push it away. Like. <laughs> No, like I've never seen her do something that she didn't feel comfortable Always. doing, especially yeah. in terms of other people's energy and even my own, you know, mm -hmm. I might, you know, want her to go over here or whatever if I'm like stressed out and, yeah. and she'll make it known, like, get out of my space. Like, yeah. this is my space. My yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's good. Yeah. That's good and I would say that new consciousness kids are like that because they don't like being controlled. So they're aware of it. And it's very sensitive. Mm -hmm. As you know, you know, it's like someone's coming into my space. I don't like it. I'm going to push it out. So it's similar, um, except that as adults, we have all these other feelings of um, like, should I do that? Because am I seeming like something? Am I appearing this to them? Like, like a certain way to them? Mm -hmm. Will they perceive it that way? You know, we have all these things that we think about, mm -hmm. which are 
by the way, a result of distortion patterns, often of low self-worth and non-deserving, for us to release, and then we can more easily then hold our space. Yeah. So it's really um, an important thing to do. And how you know that you're not holding your space is that you start to realize that with certain, you'll notice it with certain people at first, or certain things that you read or look at all the time. And you, it's really, like you said, it's awareness, right? Yeah. So you'll notice when you don't feel as good, like just notice before it felt like this, later felt like that, right? Only thing that happened was that, in, you know, Social that media usually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For most people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you'll notice that and you're like, oh, wow, I wasn't able to be neutral. Because here's the thing. It's that most with social media, right? It's like we're always comparing. That's what our minds do. And so on social media, everyone's portraying like the aspect of themselves that they want to portray. It's not like you get to see their inner inner in their landscape, which is like riddled with self-doubt and whatever it is that you're seeing. You're seeing this it's like their best possible, possible one second clip. Yeah, of, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, look how amazing my life is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yep. And so everyone compares the mess that is internal for most of us with that. And we're just like, oh. I'm uh, shit. You I'm, know, yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. I'm just like total disaster compared yeah. to everyone else who seems to be glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you find yourself being triggered by that, this comparison that we do, that's also an indication of you not holding your space because as you rise in resonance and get stronger and more complete, that stuff doesn't impact you as much. So you're human. Of course, you're going to have moments where it impacts you, yeah. but you realize like your worth is not derived by how people perceive you. Your worth is in your beingness. There really is no other way to say it. So you don't need to prove anything to anyone to mm -hmm. be the glory that you are. Mm -hmm. You just are. So that is an indication also of like how strong you've become, yeah. you know, and how well you can hold your space. If you're watching things on social media and you're not being impacted by them. Or my husband, Chris, will do things. Um, he didn't watch the news or read the news for like like a decade or something like this and uh, for a long part of his spiritual journey because he's like, I just want to distance myself from that kind of frequency resonance. I just want to, it's, it does not help me to yeah. know all this stuff. It just makes me angered and fearful and I just, I not feel, dis yeah. yeah, and it's disempowering to me. So one of the things he did to test himself to see how well he could hold his space is he deliberately started reading the news. He's like, I'm just going to read this and see if it impacts me. Can I still feel the magnificence of who I am? Not in comparison to anyone, just like the magnificence of my beingness and feel the glory of life and the beauty of it as I'm reading something that's pretty horrifying. Wow, that's... Yeah, it's like, you know, like a muscle, you yes. know, a spirit muscle. And so for him, that's what he would do. And he would deliberately sometimes read news that was very contrary to like his belief, okay? Yeah. Where he was like, wow, I can't believe anyone actually believes that. That's <laughs> Purposely insane. triggering himself. Yeah, exactly. He's like, can I handle, can I stay holding my space? Yeah. He would like test himself. So I'm not saying that everyone needs to do that. I'm just saying for him, that was one way for him to, when he got to a certain point for him to see like, how strong am I really, how am I really holding my space? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that um, he would do. No, yeah. that's cool. And we can do that with in other ways as Oh, well. totally. One thing that's coming up for me is... Um, also holding space on an actual physical level. Like yeah. I remember when I was maybe months ago when I, you know, kind of was in the frequency work and really focusing on things and maybe low self-worth stuff was coming up. I was standing in line um, at like Office Max or whatever, and people were just going in front of me. Like I was invisible. Wow. It, it literally was like I was invisible. And I was like, hey, 
you know, <laughs> you know that kind of like, yeah. so that is probably a good example yeah, yeah. of where you, literally like people don't see, see you. <laughs> yeah. And so they literally like bypass you, yeah. right? They don't even recognize you. And so that's a really good indication when that comes up to be like, actually, I have the space. This is mine. It's within my dominion. You can't just like cross over me or bump into me or run through me. There are people actually who have such issue with this, they get into car crashes often. Oh. Like honestly, like mm -hmm. all the time, just right? Or people bump into them all the time. Like it's like they don't hold their space. So people literally will smash into them. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Or they'll smash into things, you know, because yeah. they don't hold their space well enough. Mm -hmm. So that's another indication. I mean, it's not the only one, obviously, but sure. it's one thing that could be happening. Like on an actual physical, physical level. level. Yeah. yeah totally. So it sounds like awareness and kind of recognizing your brilliance are yes, keys totally to holding your space. space yeah. yeah and the recognizing your brilliance for those of you who are beginning you're like oh my god i can barely like deal with my life i don't know how to recognize my brilliance mm -hmm. yeah it'll come if yeah. you keep doing the, the work and you keep releasing distortion patterns you will start to have more and more glimpses of your own brilliance Okay, of the magnificence that you are. And what's awesome is that you'll start to also, and this isn't linear, it's not like this will happen and then this will happen. It all kind of like happens, right? A, kind of this beautiful, messy, non-linear way. But then you start to feel worthy and then you're like, damn it, I am worthy. I am worthy of holding my space. You can't step in front of me, that is not okay. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing happens for some people. It's really important and no mm -hmm. one dictates the speed of that. That just happens. And you don't have to try to do it or like make a little list and like check things off. Yeah. It happens yeah. as you do the work in whatever way is best for you. So um, yeah, holding your space is really important because the other thing is, if you don't do this from spirit perspective, I mean, so we talked about the physical and the emotional and like and how that's important. Mm -hmm. From a spirit perspective, you must, because if not, you'll cap out in terms of your frequency resonance. Why? Because if you're constantly oh. letting people into your space, you can't pull your resonance above a certain point because you're carrying their frequency resonance. It's always like pulling you down or, you know what I mean? You can't get enough momentum to buoy up. And also, if you don't recognize your own worth, your own brilliance, you will cap because that means that you are perceiving only through your ego mind. Like I'm not worthy. You know what I mean? You're succumbing to all that negative self-talk wow. and all that stuff, right? You can't push up in terms of your frequency resonance because you're not worthy of holding your space. Other frequencies are within you. It's pulling you down. You don't see in your own magnificence. You can't move beyond a certain point from spirit wow. perspective. So it's like once you, if you're doing the work and you notice you plateau, mm -hmm. This could be a huge reason why. Yes, yeah. exactly. And no one can do this for you. You've got to do it yourself, right? This is like accountability. It's like, yeah. if you're not doing this, guys, like no one can help you. you get, I mean, in the sense that no one can do it for you. You can be right. helped. Karen can't hold your space for you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The GFC at the end of this can help you to hold your own space. space. Yeah. Yes. So that's, again, that free will aspect. Yes. You're here to help guide us, but ultimately we have to be the ones initiating yeah initiating and accountable to yeah. yourselves yeah right and self-empowered to be like okay yeah i can do this because you can yeah. so very cool yeah very cool okay anything else that you feel people might need to know like so i'm thinking the morning meditation i always go back to that because mm -hmm. that's an easy one that people can do mm -hmm. to practice holding their space yeah you know keeping it in their rhythm mm -hmm. first thing in the morning mm -hmm. i know you said first thing in the morning last thing is right. a good time to, mm -hmm. to work on this. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that, let's imagine. So the other thing too that shows up, by the way, if yeah. you don't hold your space very well, is you get triggered often by people. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's like people, and it often is like 
certain people. <laughs> and you're like, oh, great, I'm interacting with them. <laughs> yeah, that's right? a key. Yeah. yeah, so that's often because their frequencies are pushing into you and you don't like it. Okay. So, and that's a control thing. And so, um, to notice, uh, when you are triggered and when and around whom, that's also a good indication of you holding your space. So let's imagine that you're going into a situation or meeting someone who you typically are triggered by. Okay. One thing you can do or feel exhausted around or like sure. depleted or extracted from whatever it is, any of those things that we just described. So before you enter that situation or that interaction, one thing you can do to hold your space is similar to something we've talked about before in terms of answering um, the frequently asked questions, which is, one, to become aware of your body. Why? To bring you into the center point of the zero point of space and time. Okay, that is critical in terms of being able to most effectively influence your reality. Okay, mm -hmm. so you feel empowered. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to become aware of your spirit body, like really aware of it. Okay, so, and you can imagine it starting to become really, really bright. Mm. And also, nothing else gets to come into that sphere, right? It's like literally, you can imagine like things bouncing off of it, right? Here's this person, they bounce off of it. They're talking to you, bounces off. It's yes. all right, right? You can nod and, and be present with them and they just bounces off of you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're just talking. And um, for me, one of my uh, things that I used to do is that um, there's this uh, person that I used to have in my life who would overshare all the time. And it would be toxic sharing. And I was just starting in my journey. And I had to interact with them because of like a business relationship. So oh, like, that's a tough one. I was like, oh, God. Anyway, and so they would share and share and share. And so and it would start to affect me. So I would practice this with them, right? So I would practice being really hyper-present. So I was like super with them. So I was really aware of like all the physical things around me, right? Like even like the temperature of the air and like the color of their clothing and like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was really present with them, mm -hmm. but it was almost like the words didn't enter me. You know what I mean? I, it's like mm -hmm. the, they were talking and it would just like get like about to hear and like bounce off. So it was really fascinating because yeah. the stronger I got, the more I could be present. And I don't even actually have any memory of what it is that they shared. And it didn't matter because they were just oversharing anyway, yeah. like toxic sharing. Yeah. So they didn't remember. All they wanted to do was to be heard, but I did it in a way that it didn't deplete me. Yes. Right. So I could just hold. So I was like, so, and it was amazing because this person loved it because I was so present. Yeah. Right. And as a result, they didn't share for as long. Hey, hey. <laughs> win, win there. Exactly. Wow. So they stopped sharing because they felt heard. Yeah. And it didn't impact me. So it was really good practice. Wow. So that's uh, what I did. I just like hold my space now. See, being present is helpful in so many different ways. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because a lot of people, um, you know, they're always thinking about what they're going to say yeah. or thinking, you know, the mind is, is wild. They're looking at their phone and so many people aren't actually like, yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. With someone. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So, um, yeah, back to practices, yeah. like tips that people yeah. can use. Do you mm -hmm. have any of those? Yeah. So like I said, you, um, would, before you enter into the yeah. situation where you're triggered or whatever, so do and those while two you're things, in it, stay present. Stay present. And then be aware of the spirit body around you. Yeah. So be aware of your body, your spirit body, your body, your spirit body. And some people, um, with, <laughs> it's funny, I have a friend who practices this with her mother-in-law who really triggers her or has in the past really triggered her. And she's like, okay, all right, here we go. So she would do this whole thing, right, before she would enter that space. And then when she would get there, she would become really present. And then she would do something physical. Like um, for her, her little thing was like she would rub her fingers together to keep her in her body in the moment yes. and in the present because because that's the thing real quick it's it's easy to 
you know, get your, okay, the spirit body's there, da, da, and then you're triggered by the person. Yes. So how to stay. Stay in. Okay, so, so she pinch would, or yeah, rub. Pinch. Yeah, yeah, so she would be rubbing. She's like, I bloody wear, like wore out my fingertips. <laughs> time, she's like, present, I think. I'm present, I'm present. <laughs> she's like, really present in my body. Yeah. I'm wearing my spirit body. Yes, yes. And they're over there. And, and it works. Right? And what she would do is her little practice is that with this particular person, instead of looking them, she would look right between their eyes, uh, like right here, in right instead of in their eyes. Mm. Because what she noticed for her is that they kind of have this ability to pull them in, her into her their frequency by like making eye contact with her. So what she would do is she would just look right here. So it looked like she was looking at them. Sure. Right? Totally looks like I'm looking at you, but I'm not. I'm looking right yeah, here. Yeah, I would never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that worked for her. So sometimes if not everybody does this, but some people with eye contact can pull you into their frequency resonance. So don't look in their eyes. Just look right here, but be present with them. Yes. <laughs> wow. These are so great tips. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What about for after mm -hmm. you've seen someone Yeah. and maybe there was a moment where they did actually trigger you Yeah. and like maybe you leave feeling slightly depleted, but not like usual. Yeah. What could you do to kind of? So what I, what I would say is to confirm the removal GFC. Yeah. Because you can do that in the past, right? So you're just going to go back into that GFC and then push that whatever that was out. Even if you don't know what it was, it doesn't matter. You don't need to name it for it to be effective. To mm -hmm. confirm the removal, you don't have to know what it is. Right? right? You just have to push that thing away from you. Right. So you keep doing that and it'll be to the point that you get stronger and stronger. And you, when you're with that person, I'm, never, I'm not suggesting that it's going to be like a cakewalk for you, right? No. But it gets easier. Right? Yeah. It gets easier and easier. And for some, actually, the relationship with the other changes into something more positive That's for both. That's the magic, yeah. Yeah, which is magic. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Cool. So um, just to kind of recap, um, you know, boosting up our awareness to yeah. see when this is even happening. Um, and in the details of that. Mm -hmm. And then recognizing our brilliance, yep. our spirit body, staying present mm -hmm. when you're with the person. And then if you do still get a little triggered or whatnot, confirming the removal of the pattern, mm -hmm. which you can find on your website yep. um, to kind of clear that out. And everything's a practice. Like Totally. This yeah. is that that's what this is, right? Totally. And yeah. don't beat yourself up. Yeah. If you didn't like hold your space perfectly. Like yeah. no one's rating you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's really just an opportunity to be like, damn, okay, all right. I know, and you can almost scan backwards. Right. Yeah. Like you can you if you imagine the time, right, with that person, you're like, scan, scan, okay, I'm remembering the time. Oh, right there. Yeah. There's that. That's thing. when I did that's the, when I did it. Yeah. So it's not like I sucked because I did it. You're human. Okay, great. That's when I did it. Okay, that's the like I'm going to confirm remove that thing, mm -hmm. right? It's an opportunity for you to see where you're weak. So even though the person may be really irritating to you, they're actually providing you the opportunity to see things in yourself that you can't see on your own because you're just like skipping along, right? You don't Boom. notice. That's it right there. So. Everyone is a mirror, yeah. yeah. And that's again going back to the accountability piece. Yes. Because everything in our life is our responsibility. Yes, right? exactly. So, exactly. And yeah. we it's an, also an opportunity for us to grow yeah. if we take it that way. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Karen. Thank you. Thank juicy, you. Juicy, thank you. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, 
just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for steady as she goes, holding your space. Please become aware of your bodies. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of the back side of your body, from your crown all the way down your head, down your neck, your spine, the backs of your arms, the butt, the tailbone, backs of the legs, all the way down to the backs of your heels. Yeah. So just noticing what the back part of your body is touching, the amount of weight that it is bearing. If there is tension in this part of the body, noticing the back part of our body. We often will focus mainly on the front part of ourselves. We don't really pay attention to the back because our eyes face forward. So in order to hold your space better, it's important to cultivate what I call spherical awareness, which is awareness in a sphere, so in all directions around you. This is why we're focusing on the physical part of the back body. Good. Noticing now, please, the soles of your feet. If each pore of your skin on the soles of your feet were like a little sensor pad, what would they pick up on? It'd be a lot. Texture of your socks, if you're wearing them, or shoes, and or shoes. The feeling of the texture of whatever your feet are resting on. Or if they're in the air, the freedom of being in the air. Yeah, just noticing the soles of your feet. Good. And now, please notice your breath. And as you notice your breath, 
noticing it as it is without changing it at first, noticing if you go into self-judgment around the breath or need to change it, just noticing it at first. And then whenever you're ready, allowing the breath to elongate. To become much deeper, much more full. Noticing if you can breathe just through your nose and how much of your lungs you can fill. Nose breathing is very important on a number of levels. Um, there's a lot of uh, physical benefit to nose breathing versus mouth breathing that I'm not going to get into. But if you want to cultivate these physical benefits, not to mention the spirit ones. Now, you can be mindful of whether you are nose breathing versus mouth breathing. Noticing if you can allow your breath to drop deep, deep into your body. Perhaps as low as your belly. And for some of you, you can go even further, bringing your breath down all the way into the pelvic floor at the base of you. Mm-hmm. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Becoming aware of your skin and the feeling of the air against your skin. So how does the air feel to you today? There is, of course, it's temperature, whether it is moving, the relative humidity of it, whether it feels like heavier, either with rain coming or perhaps a little smoggy today or whatever it is, just notice the quality of the air against your skin. Mm -hmm. And now please become aware of the quality of the light. So for those of you who are new, please go ahead and blink your eyes open and just notice what the quality of the light is. Okay? You don't have to like think about it. It's not like a heavy question. Just noticing and being very present with the quality of the light. For those of you who have been doing this for a little longer, and who prefer to do this with your eyes closed because you can feel the quality of the light, please go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Yep. And now please become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. We are going to what I call triangulate. So as you become aware of three inanimate objects around you, it does not matter what they are. You're going to note and then feel the distance between each object and you. So for example, if the coffee table is about five foot away from you, you would notice the distance between coffee table and you, assuming that it would be, for example, object A, and then feel the distance between the coffee table and you. And you would do the same thing for objects B and object C. Good. And as you do this, you'll notice that your sense of where you are in space somehow clarifies or becomes more solid or more present for you. Nice. For those of you who are a little bit more experienced and can do this very quickly, you're going to please bring your attention to the inside of your lower ribs. Breathing normally whenever you get there. Just allowing everyone to catch up. Everyone take a nice deep breath in. Holding your breath for a count of four. And whenever you're ready, releasing that held breath at the speed and intensity that you prefer. And then holding that exhaled breath or voided breath out for a count of five. While we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, please breathe normally. And for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I often work in silence, especially if the frequencies are very high, because if I make noise, physical noise, when I'm working with those frequencies, it can drop the resonance, which does not benefit you. And I also uh, do make a noise. So you might hear me hum or yawn or exhale loudly or sharply, excuse me. And that is how I typically uh, release heavier or stickier distortion patterns. And if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely yours. 
So I invite you to remain open and to examine further. Good. And now that the mastermind has coalesced, we're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance at the center of your body. And as you become aware of this brilliance, it starts to intensify. because you have your attention on it. And as it intensifies, it expands outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, through your bones, through your muscles and your flesh, out through the pores of your skin, into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Please notice the brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space. I'm working on you at spirit level or frequency level to increase your frequency resonance irrespective of where you began. Yep, this is one of the most important things we do together because how high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from how you perceive your reality to what your reality looks like, how quickly you accelerate on spirit level. 
and how much distortion you can release. So it's really critical. Good. Bring your attention, please, to the center of your heart space. In um, which, in your heart space, I don't mean your physical heart. I mean your heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. Okay, and also your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. And if it's helpful to put a hand on each spot or possibly just use one. But if you use your hands to press into each spot, it can help anchor your attention. So please go ahead and do that if that's helpful. But if it's distracting, then don't. So the first distortion pattern that we're clearing is that of feeling bad or mean or um, the other distortion right here is uh, guilt, okay, if you try to hold your space. Yep. Yep. For a smaller subgroup, there's a sense of shame. Okay, because you feel like um, if you do this, then somehow um, it's against what's right and you're ashamed because you want to hold your space or you're ashamed because you can't hold your space. Both happen. Okay, so helping those people too. deep into the heart space, way inside the body. Yeah. 
Good. This is oversensitivity to others' judgment. And also another twinning um, uh, distortion, okay, meaning they interweave with each other, which is the oversensitivity to the criticism of other or to the opinion of other, like what other people will think about you. from the heart space, the center of the chest, all the way down, straight line, all the way to your pubic bone, like right in the center of your pubic bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is uh, the distortion of low self-worth, non-deserving of... Um, having your own space, okay? So to establish it, so you don't feel you're worthy of having that space for you. For a smaller subgroup, uh, your low self-worth is such that, or so so uh, deep for you, that you'll elevate other, okay? So we have to release this. For a much smaller subgroup, it's like a victim pattern in here. Small. Yep. Good. Bring your attention, please, to your xiphoid process right at the base of that sternum. Okay, your sternum is a big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. And about three inches just beneath it, 
or seven centimeters just beneath it towards the belly button in a straight line, clearing out your pain body. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit Spherical Luminosity dot com for more targeted support.